We stand in honor of the reading of Jesus' words from Luke, the third chapter. Jesus is with John the Baptist down at the river. And as the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether John might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water. But one who is more powerful than I is coming, and I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus had also been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Commercials, they just stick in my head. That's what they're paid to do, right? Commercials, they just stick in my head. And there's one commercial that continues to stick with me all these years later. It's a commercial of an adult son who is sitting in a fishing boat with his dad, right? And they're fishing together. And the son just looks over at his dad and just sees the dad and says, I love you, man. I love you, man. And the dad just kind of looks back at him. Does anybody remember this commercial? Does anybody remember what it was for? It's for Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I... Uh, he wanted his dad's beer. <laughs> and the reason why this commercial continues to stick with me is this commercial told me the truth about me. I can be very kind and say nice things, but I want stuff. I want stuff. And so it's no wonder whenever we hear these scriptures, and maybe you get a shiver sometimes like I do when you hear these verses from the Bible that talk about chaff and wheat an unquenchable fire, and separating things out. Man, it just gets me going. Because it doesn't really fit into my love God, love your neighbor kind of mentality. But I'm not a farmer, though I know some wonderful farmers. And the farmers that I've gotten to go hang out with, I've never really seen a winnowing fork. I don't really see a, a threshing floor that they're working on. Usually it's some sweet machinery. <laughs> and so I always wonder about this. But here's John the baptizer. He's down at the river and, and he talks to the crowd. And he's called them down to the river and says, Stop lying to yourself. We all have experiences in our life of regret or feeling weighed down by something in our lives. We all have that experience. And John says, you don't have to live like that. And people took him up on his offer. And so down to the river they go, into the water they go to be baptized. Like you've had a long day working on projects or at work and you come home and you finally can wash your hands and your hands just feel so much better. You feel so much better after you've had a chance just to wash your hands. 
But the people, they started having these expectations of John. Is John the one we've been waiting for? He called us out and he told us the truth about ourselves. I love when people call the, um, think about Christians and they say, man, those Christians who go to churches, they're all just a bunch of hypocrites. And I always say, you're absolutely right. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> I need my church to remind me of God's love in the midst of all of who I am. Not just the good stuff. And so John won't let us throw him a party today or accept our gifts and praise for calling us out, for telling us the truth about ourselves. He always seems to push the spotlight over to Jesus. I baptize you with water, John says, but he will baptize you with what? The Holy Spirit and fire. When I think about baptism, I'm usually just thinking about water. (laughs) Not usually thinking about this other stuff. But there's Jesus in the midst of all of that. And there's John, he seems so angry, but maybe he comes by his anger honestly. With all of this, Jesus being the light of the world, can we also be honest about the dark? Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's about as honest as you're going to get it right there. We all fall short. But how do we wonder about this then? Because sin and brokenness, they're not the last word that God has for us. Even though we might enjoy beating ourselves up every once in a while for something we've done, somebody that we hurt in the past, something that's happened, that's not the last word. God refuses to leave us tossed in a pile of chaff in the corner. And so this week we begin this new series, Beloved. And this is what we hope that you hear, that the God of creation who sends Jesus to us and for us, who dies on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, calls you beloved. Full stop. That is what God thinks about you. But the trouble is we have terrible memories. (laughs) And we forget it about as immediately as we walk out of the sanctuary. So just a reminder, the ground floor of all of this love is for God so loved the world That is God's posture. No wonder John refuses to say that we can just be chaff on the barn floor. No, God loves the entire world. That's the starting point of all this. And so God gives us a command, Matthew 28. He says, church, go and teach and in my name. Those are our walking papers. That's what we're about That's why we Lutherans are so obsessed with baptism because it's the cornerstone of reminding us who we are because it's easy to get lost. A new job, a new relationship, a new diagnosis, it's easy to get lost. Baptism reminds us who we are. And with Romans 3.23, well, Romans 3.24 is even more powerful of a promise. God treats us much better than we deserve, Paul writes, Because of Christ Jesus, he freely justifies you. He freely accepts you for all of who we are. So do we do any of this justifying work? No. God does. God does all the work. Do I try to prove it to you, though, all week long? Absolutely. You want to compare how awesome your schedule is to mine? Let's do it. Let's do it. We're constantly trying to prove our worth to others. But it gets even clearer. 
It gets even clearer because in Ephesians 1 it says God was kind and decided who would be God's own. We become adopted children. God adopts us in baptism to be a part of God's family, to be connected to Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. That close is how each and every one of us who have been baptized are. And then look at what Luke says when Jesus is baptized. The Holy Spirit descends, a voice comes. Do we say who the voice is? No, but we fill in the blank, right? You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. Who doesn't need to hear this? Friends, this is what we've built this entire series on. This verse right here. That you would hear the same words from God that Jesus heard at his baptism. That you would own these words for yourself. And right after that, Luke starts doing this genealogy stuff. He says, I want to prove to you. Luke says, I want to prove to you that Jesus is the Son of God. Watch this. And he draws all these names back. He goes back and back and back. Well, actually, I have a friend here named Emily who also has a number of names. I want to invite her up to tell a quick story with us, with me. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. So you're Emily. Yep. And you're a student up at Central. Yes. But you also have a bunch of names. What are your names? My name is Emily Christine K. Wiedebush. Wow. Okay, so what, are, what do all these names mean? Uh, Christine is my first middle name, and that was my biological mom's first name. And Kay is my mom and my grandma's middle name. Wow. So all of what makes Emily is you have a birth mom and you have an adoptive family. Yep. And you have Emily. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing too, right? You know, when we were visiting, um, you shared something on social media that really caught my attention, this video, and Gigi's going to take a minute and switch over so we can see a little bit of it. Um, But this video really surprised me when I saw it. It's this boy at Christmas time, and he's opening this gift, but I have never received a gift like this. Let's watch this together. Got a picture? (laughs) Okay, would you read it out loud? Carter, this is our most recent picture of of our family. All of us would love for you to be in the next picture and to be part of our family. Carter, would you like to be a kid and be in our family, brother? What do you think, buddy? Wow. That's enough, Gigi. Thanks. 
So you saw that video way differently than I did. What did you notice in this story of this boy opening his present? Um, the first thing I noticed was that when he like opened it and it was just a picture, he like wasn't upset or mad that it was just a picture. <laughs> like it wasn't anything cool or awesome. It was just a picture, but he was still like so grateful for it. Hmm. And what is it that you notice in this video? Because I watch this video and I see things, but you see different things from you for, because of who you are. What did you notice? What were the two things that you kind of stood out for you? Um, well, it was kind of hard to hear, but the little boy says, thank you so much. So he's very grateful. And then he says, I love you when the dad says it to him. Wow. Do we see the dad in the video? We just kind of hear his voice, right? And he says, we're going to adopt you. Wow. And then I love you too, right? Both things get kind of said in there. And it's funny that, interesting that you noticed it. I mean, why did you end up sharing this video on Twitter? What was it that you said, I want to share this with other people? Um, well, since I was adopted, it like, just made me think about my adoption and then I just thought it was so cool that uh, parents can take in a child and love them the same as one of their own and make them feel like they're one of their own children. Do you remember your, your adoption day? Yeah. Um, after it was all like over, we got to sit on the judge's lap and we like took a big family picture with our new family. Mm -hmm. Did you get to eat anything? Yeah. We ate cake. <laughs> I said it was cookies, but it was actually cake. I it was actually cake. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yes. And how old were you when that happened? Um, four. Okay. Wow. I mean, it's pretty amazing to, to remember that so well. And yeah. you also remember your baptism, right? Yeah. What was that like? Um, I got baptized when I was a little older because of the adoption. We didn't get baptized before that. And after baptism, you guys usually, like, carry around the babies. But since I was older, I got to, like, hold Pastor Deb's hand and, like, walk around. How cool is that? Yeah. Is that not kind of what Melissa was talking about with the promises that we keep as a church? That we take each other by the hand and we walk each other around God's house and say, you're a part of this place. This is who you are. So what, what is it that you want us to know about God's love when it comes to your story and being brought into God's family that way? Um, just uh, God is going to love us like no matter what. Where, no matter where you come from, no matter what you've done, God is always going to be there. He's always going to love you the same. We're all one big family. Hmm. What a powerful word for someone who is a high school student someone who's an adult to be able to hear too. Thank you for sharing that story with us. And maybe for today, it's just enough to know that what does God think about us? We are beloved, right? That that is where God sees us first. And there's nothing we have to do to earn that love. We're just simply loved for who we are. And may that be part of who we are when we remember that we're baptized to just own that we're baptized and we're beloved amen thank you emily